Howdy, folks, and welcome to the inaugural edition of Let the Band Play Football. My name is Reem Mayhem, and I will be your host this season for the Tiger Band Football League's premier audio product. I am joined this week by three outstanding panelists. Our first panelist is my partner on the Silent Llama head coaching staff, our defense coordinator, Mr. Jude Como. Howdy, folks. Thank you, Jude. Characteristic as always. In addition, we are joined by the offensive and defensive masterminds of the reigning TBFL champions, the LSU Drumline team. We are joined by Caleb and Braden. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing this evening? Oh, what's up? What's up? We're doing doing pretty good. Thank you very much. Oh, it's great to have you all on here on the first episode. You know, this really is a little bit of a uh, earthquake bowl heavy episode, but uh, hopefully the other teams can forgive us and come back on later in the season. Hopefully we will see this uh, this podcast matchup later in the season before the Earthquake Bowl. Really, really excited to get to preview that game um, for sure in a couple weeks. But let's start by talking about the week that we have coming up ahead. You know, this is an interesting week, right? It's week zero. No one knows what anyone else really has. We've got some ideas, but we've also got a lot of questions. In addition, at a captain's meeting earlier today, a rule change for the first week was adopted that would see a 80-yard field as opposed to the traditional 50-yard field, 10-yard uh, line to gains as opposed to 15-line yard to gains as we've done in the past, and a prohibition on rushing plays within 10 yards of the end zone. Yeah. Let's start. Caleb, how did that meeting go? Yeah, I'll give a little insight being as the last remaining um, sort of commissioner from years prior. Uh, we'll, we'll form a new commissioner's uh, uh, group, whatever is a good moment for group. Uh, <laughs> we'll form a new group of commissioners uh, later in the season. But uh, essentially, you know, it's really easy. It's really easy to. When, when you have a run game in flag football, uh, it really takes like two plays to get 10 yards if you spent the entire time uh, on or a defensive standpoint, you spend the entire time trying to stop people. Uh, like it's just very easy for the QB to scramble out. So, so we decided, uh, you know, a lot of flag football leagues do this just to try and see um, what it would look like. This is just for the scrimmage. And then as well as like, Adding on to adding on the, the field, um, I I think we when, when looking at the rules, we had the 15 yard first downs and the 50 yard field. And we were like, "Well, it's 15 yard first downs because the field is so short," and then we never did yeah. anything about it. So, like, if offenses struggle to get the 15 yard first down and it's a defensive heavy league like it has been in the past um you know uh, the 10 yard could be something to be looked at in the scrimmage but um i don't know what source you got that from because these are all just very 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 uh testing times in terms of that um if it doesn't work well in the scrimmage this weekend with scrimmage weekend on kickoff weekend uh it's not really going to stick because okay. at the end of the day, these are just very small things that we're changing. Or the reason we're changing them are due to small things, and it's worked so well in years prior. So we don't want to, like, change the game too much to the point that, like, people aren't having fun. 
So you would describe it as a fluid situation. Yeah. But we want to definitely have something stuck and set in stone by the time the first week starts. Yeah. All right. Let's bring in some offensive perspective here. I mean, I, I know my offense will be very interested in seeing, uh, you know, one, can we establish a run early? And two, are we going to be able to be getting about three yards a play on average whenever we run? Because if we're getting four or five yards a play on every run, I mean, we're, we're looking at a very heavy run game. Brayden, is, is the drumline kind of thinking about the same thing looking at this rule change? Um, not necessarily. So we're definitely looking forward to exploring the options in the passing game with the 10 yard first downs over the rushing game. Our passing attack last season was one of the best parts of our team. Um, with our now retired quarterback, Tyler Adderley and myself connecting many times for touchdowns and exploring how we can take advantage of those shorter first down markers and move the field at a slower pace than we had to yeah. last year and in years prior. Um, the, the running game will definitely be something we look into. Uh, we have a great group of running backs, a great offensive line this year. Um, however, we're not, we're not thinking about changing our whole image of our offense just based on the new rule changes. We're just looking okay. to evolve the way we attack the team. So we're not going to suddenly start seeing the drumline running the triple is what I'm hearing. Um, uh, we have never, the personnel. never say never. We have the personnel. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Jude, I, I, I want to pass this over to you on kind of the defensive end of this. You know, last week we saw Auburn have a lot of trouble run fitting Penn State. Do we think band kids are going to be able to successfully run fit offenses in this league? Uh, yes. We've seen it time and time again with, uh, for, an ex- for example, drumline. I will say has had a great offense in the last couple of years. Like a dominating force when it comes to offense. I will say Braden is a great receiver. Stop. But <laughs> I think I think with the um the longer field you're gonna have to go deep more. Yeah. It's just yeah. how it's gonna go. So you think you think trying to run the ball 80 yards every drive is just going to be too much for offenses? Yeah, I think I mean when it's, you know, when when you have to clutch up, yeah, you can run the ball. You can get 5-6 yards when when needed, right? But I think I think this year it's going to be pretty pretty uh pretty deep deep ball. All right. All right. Jude, Jude Como deep ball year. Put, put write it down folks. Get get the takes out. Here we go. All right, let's start talking about we've got two games this weekend plus a bye week. We're going to talk about the drumline bye week at the end. Let's start off with the 3 o'clock game. You know, many are saying this is kind of the undercard matchup. Uh, Trumpets versus Tenor Brass. So that is the Euphonium Trombone joint team. Let's start off with the question. There's a lot of trumpets, but how deep are they really? We, we haven't really been seeing them running plays out there uh, in practice. We, we've only really been seeing them passing the ball around in circles. How deep do we think the trumpets are? Let's start off with the drum line. I know, I know, y'all always have thoughts about the trumpets. Look, before we go into anything, um, off the field, we respect uh, what they do in their organization, the way they do it. Um, but we like to win, and standing around in circles just doesn't uh, really translate well in November. They may translate well this week, next week, but in November, that's the that's the month that we really need to see. Uh, we need to see results, and that starts. Great. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, now on the topic of their depth and if they truly have depth, we know they have the numbers. They have 40-something, 50-something people on their team every year, um, yeah, which is yeah. great. Um, however, when only about, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 actually touch the field in a game, uh, you can't call that depth. They have a bunch of cheerleaders on yeah. the sideline, um, mm. which I respect. Wait, yeah. And I wish we had 50, but that's just not how our numbers work out. And that's not like a, a dig at them because I think from – especially from the outside looking in, a lot of people think that we resent the Trumpets game because they have so many people, but we do understand that only like 20 of them play. So like they're kind of on the same level as us. They just have like, I guess, the, the, the physical fan base there on a random game isn't like a headline. Which I will say I'm excited and anxious to see how that affects with the 80-yard field. It's going to be a lot more running, a lot more a lot more stamina burnt. And whenever you have a team like us who has maybe 15, 16 players on the sideline against a team that has around 50, uh, I'm excited to see how that changes things and how that changes how we look to move forward with the games. But um, – I definitely would say their depth isn't as deep as seen on paper. Well, and Jude, I'm going to bring you in here in a moment, but uh, it, it would almost be interesting to see them trying to run like a like three platoon system, right? Where you're subbing out the whole defensive line, like every down series or something, just to keep fresh bodies. Jude, if, if you were coordinating a defense with that many potential players, how would you approach that? All of them would play. Every single one of them. I'd be rotating, rotating people in and out. Get water, take a breath. You know, it's just we, us, tubas, and drumline don't have the luxury of having fifty something people on a team where we can do that, right? Yeah, we maybe have two or three subs, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with Caleb and Braden on this one. Standing in circles and throwing a ball doesn't win games. Yeah, yeah, I. I I, I think we can all say that that's not how we practice football, at least in uh, in the uh, let's say upper tier of the TBFL. Um, those of us that actually have to rely on skill yeah, and not just manpower. Let's just clear all all uh, smoke screens and stuff. Like we do have to give respect where respect is due. Trumpets were one of like the founding teams of the TBFL, so like we're not saying that they're off. We're not saying that they're back. We're just acknowledging the fact. That they uh, they have a they have subs, yeah, yeah. They got people. They got bodies. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's turn to the other team in this game, the Tenor Brass. Uh, important question. I think we all want to know here: Do ultimate skills transfer over to TBFL competition? Uh, let's go. Quick takes on this one, Jude. We'll start with you. Ultimate skills. Can you can you elaborate? Frisbee. Like ultimate frisbee. Oh, ultimate frisbee. Okay. Throwing the frisbee in a circle does not win games. <laughs> does does throwing the frisbee in a circle win more games or less games than throwing a football in a circle? No games, zero. Okay, okay, bold prediction here. Whoa, right. whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not my prediction. Whoa, but, whoa. But When it comes to trumpets and tenor brass, it does. It's not going to win a game. Yeah. That uh, interesting take. Uh, drum roll. How do y'all see? Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean they have their own frisbee league, so 
But what's more important? Mm. Mm. Really, really asking the deep questions here on uh, let the band play football. Uh, Caleb, let me work you into this. You know, I know drumline, you have a lot of like different sections kind of within one section, right? You got cymbal players, bass players, snare players, and snare players. Do you think that that poses any unity challenges similar to the ones we're going to see from the tenor brass and they're trying to bring together both baritones and trombones onto one team? No. So um, we do have four separate sections in our one section, but we all, we all are unified under one culture. Um, yeah. And it's, it's very tough. I'm not saying it's tough to like get along with other sections, but like to form a team and to like be on the same chemistry with another section is a challenge. And like, we admire the teams that are built on that. We admire those teams yeah. because they want to play. They don't have the personnel to do it, but they found a way. So I think it'll actually build um, an overarching culture amongst them. Yeah. It's just the first few years, but we're seeing something cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a building year in terms of that kind of culture uh, continuing to be established and uh, fortified in that tenor brass organization. Um, Brandon, anything you'd like to kind of hop in here with as, before we move away from this game? Definitely. So I'm very excited with this team, as I am with okay. the uh, Woodwind team, just based on the fact that, like, the the origin of these teams are very recent, and we're looking at, like, the beginnings of these teams. They're, they're not mm-hmm. going to go anywhere in the next few years. They're going to stay here, and they're going to keep getting better and better. And so – um, I'm excited to see how this chemistry grows in the following years. Um, and yeah. it's a lot of new people, new faces. Um, you never know what's going to happen. You could have a rookie come in and blow the water, blow everything up. He's all-star first year. It happened yep. before yep. it happened again. So um, I'm, I'm very excited about this team. I'm excited to see where it goes. Do I think they're going to win their first game of the year because of their ultimate Frisbee skills? No. But I do believe it's more than nothing. And I don't know. I, I think they're going to be pretty good this year. All right. Let's 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 go around the horn hill real quick with uh, just a quick, who do we think wins this first matchup? Do we think it's going to be Trumpets? Do we think it's going to be Tanner Brass? Um, I'll kick us off. I'm going to pick Trumpets just because I think they've got some of that experience coming back. And some of that unity that maybe the Tanner Brass don't have yet. Jude? I'm going trumpets as well. Okay. I'm an underdog type of guy. I love the oh. Last weekend, we were pretty mean to the dogs in that second half, but I think it's time for dogs to get a new uh, a new collar almost, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm taking the dogs in this one. I got the, uh, the baritones and the trombones. Pull a little upset on scrimmage weekend. All right. All right. You know – there's a lot of dog in me. There's a lot of dog in my team. And as much as I would love to see the dogs go to the penthouse this week, I can't take them this week. I'm going to have to go mm. trumpets with the routing. Mm. The expected. Well, uh, well, Caleb, thanks for having us uh, avoid the old game day curse there. Um, let's get into the second game. This is the early game on Saturday. This is the 1 o'clock game. It's going to be – Tubas versus Woodwinds. Now, Woodwinds is a little bit of a misnomer. Uh, it is the Woodwinds plus the Mellophones. I think we all remember uh, some of those Mellophone games last year. And, uh, you know, not to not to, not to to get too in-depth here, but that, that wasn't really a sustainable system. So let me just start off by saying I think this merger is 
for the best to be sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely for the best. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, now do we know who's starting on this team? Do we know anything about this team? There's four sections involved in that team. Uh, so that's yeah. a lot of people. We're yeah. not quite sure who's going to start. Um, I know that like this weekend isn't really like required for people to like have a starting quote unquote roster. If we're even going to do that because it is just Tiger Bear football at the end of the day. But um, it honestly could be anyone. Anyone could be in this yeah. game. Uh the Woodwinds, you know, they weren't a bad team last year. They no, no. put enough 40 points on the the, the newer teams. Um, and if you translate that while adding another section, um, I think you could definitely see something special happen. Yeah. Yeah, I almost have the Woodwinds pinned as like almost like that like funky G5 team coming out of, let's say, like a Carolina coast where – you don't know what you're going to get week to week with them, but they could do something really interesting, really cool, uh, especially on that offensive side where just you have so many different skills. I mean, you know, who knows who's going to be touching the ball? Uh, Jude, how's the Tua defense preparing for this uh, kind of unknown from the Woodwinds? You know, we practice. We practice all of our all of our possibilities with our offense, and I will say our offense is pretty damn good. Um, but – you know, going back to standing in circles and throwing footballs and frisbees, I have not seen the Woodwinds throw anything. I haven't even seen them practice or get together or anything. So it's it is unknown. They could they could come out and completely destroy us, but um, we have a good defense this year. That's all I got to say, really. Mm. All right, let's 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 move on. Let's move on with that quote in mind. Tubas have a good defense, uh, Jude. I think our I think our other panelists will remember last year when uh, the Earthquake Bowl did not exactly feature a good defense on one side of the ball. Um, Jamal, yeah. if you were the Tuba defense, where would you be looking to build up some strong points in anticipation of this season? Do we have a final score on that exactly? I, I, was it seventy? If to memory serves. It was like seventy to seven. No, no, no. It was like seventy to forty-two. No, no. Maybe. Oh. still needed 42, but 70. It was still – it was really bad. It it felt bad. It was really bad. Hey, we'll meet you all in the middle, 70 to 14. We'll meet you in the middle, 70 to 0. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. That's – 70 points were scored. Let's let's not lose sight of that. Yeah. That was was a very good game for our offense. I'm pretty sure Grant Dugas had five touchdowns that game, so – yeah, and he, it was a. It was either him or me. One of us had five touchdowns. Um, I, if I, if my memory serves me, it was you. It definitely could have been. I know we both had a game where we both had five. What you each scored five touchdowns in a game. Um, but I cannot remember which one it was. <laughs> touchdowns. I think uh, last year relates. I think it's a different scenario now. But last year we we did have a like. I think everybody all around had a huge problem with getting people to actually play. Like, you know, yeah. we had – I think everybody had people playing both sides of the ball throughout all the teams. So, I'm glad it's a different uh, different scenario this year. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I certainly think that's going to be a, that's going to be an interesting one. You know, another one is the Tubas are replacing a lot of men 
up front on the offensive line. Um, I know one thing I'll be watching, at least from the coaching sideline, is how is that trench play going to look, right? Because we know as you get into some of those later season games, especially against teams like the drum line, like the trumpets, that offensive line being able to hold against a strong defense, it's going to really come into come into importance there. So uh, I know I'll be watching the Tuba O line, uh, Brian. I don't know if you've you've been out there. You've seen you've seen what they've been doing in practice. Any any initial impressions um, for the Tuba team? Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say is I'm very impressed with the quarterback play. Last year, I felt like the run game from the quarterback position was stellar. However, the passing game from the quarterback position was not. It wasn't that it was subpar. It just wasn't up there with some of the other top teams that the tubas are around. Um, but from what I've seen, um, if Gage is the starter, he's been throwing the ball very well this year, um, and I'm excited to see that. And yeah. having a better offensive line will definitely give him time in the pocket to deliver those balls like he needs to. So um, yeah. that offense is a lot better than I than last year's, in my opinion. And I'm excited to see what it happens with him, how he grows throughout the season. Yeah. Now, as you'll know, the fifth team in the league is inactive this week. That is the drum line. Um, who you know, not to not to cast aspersions here, but it is very interesting. The only team no one will know anything anything about going into the first week of play that quote-unquote counts is the one that uh, had a major role in uh, setting the schedule. So very interested to see uh, what they uh, bring out of the shadows in week one. I I won't ask you all to reveal anything too much there, but uh, Jude, any any thoughts on how that scheduling kind of came about? So – we, we are scrimmaging on Sunday. We're doing an offense and defense. Okay. Um, at the end of the day. Definitely gold game. Here we go. Yeah, there's, there's there's five teams in the league, so, like, someone had to not play. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it, it, it wasn't from the standpoint of, like, yeah, we won, so we get a week off. Like, we deserve it. It was more of the standpoint – because, like, if you ask us, we'll play every weekend. I will play every it day. Was, it was more of the standpoint of, like, we won and we beat teams, like, 70 points. Like – we probably don't need a scrimmage weekend as much as other teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's like not us being boastful and stuff. It's just looking at it that way. And I don't think any of the captains had any problems with that. No, I think no. the scheduling worked out pretty well in terms of that. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that. You guys didn't lose too, too many players. Right. So y'all, y'all are able to, you know, keep y'all's offense and defense intact for the most part. Right. Well, um, we didn't lose many numbers wise, but we lost some serious playmakers on our field. Some right. very different yeah. positions. Tyler Adelie, our starting quarterback, is gone. Uh, Grand Dugas, last year's starting wide receiver, is gone. Um, Christian Delot, our starting really everything on defense. That man was the best flag puller in the league, if you ask me. Um, we lost some serious guys. Um, Spanky, our starting center. Uh, Nick Ashton, our starting running back. Uh, am I forgetting anybody? I don't think so. We, we're, we, it's not a big numbers-wise, but from a playmaking standpoint, we're losing some serious guys, um, which is why this Sunday we may not be doing a scrimmage, but we are doing, contrary to popular belief, a sort of scrimmage where we'll really get to see what these new guys can bring to the table and see what their future is going to hold for us. Yeah, and kind of echoing off of that, we um, – we have 12 new people coming in 
and I think ten of them are interested in playing for the team. So mm. like our numbers, you know, that's that's huge. And we may or may not have an old like high school football player on our team. So whoa, all right. So so what I'm hearing is, you know, there may be a lot of returning production that uh, isn't there this year, but uh, drumline's really been hitting the recruiting trail. Is, it may uh, not be well, your grandma's drumline football team, but it's definitely <laughs> your drumline football team from last year. Okay. <laughs> I will, I'll say, if I give you anything from this podcast, I will say that we have not taken a step down and that um, last year's performances were not the best performances you'll see from our drum line. Yeah. All right. Brandon, I, I do want to ask this. You know, you're, you're coming into a league with a lot of pageantry. Some would say second only to the SEC in that regard. You know, uh, what, what's it like kind of stepping into all the traditions that, you know, the TVFL is proud of, right? Be it the Earthquake Bowl, be it the uh, uh, Buddha, Buddha Fish Bowl, be it uh, any any of the other numerous rivalries that uh, I, I know we have in this league. Honestly, um, from the moment I stepped on the field for the Drumline football team, um, I was just kind of, at first I needed to sit back and kind of take a breather because it's like everybody took it so seriously. And like looking at the schedule, it said, oh, okay, we're playing the tubas. No, that's the Earthquake Bowl. Okay, we have bowl games here. Okay. Um, and to be able to step in, produce like I did um, with the team that I had around me. I mean, I had a quarterback that would put the ball wherever I needed it. Um, on a defense that, while they might not have been able to stop me, they were good enough to help our team win every week. So, um, I, it was... It had me in awe, I guess you could say, of the culture and the atmosphere that the Tiger Band Flag Football League brings. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's get into a little bit of prognostication, uh, not just about this week, but but about the whole season coming ahead. You know, I, I I know we always like to caveat right that it's just a football league, right? N- none of this is truly truly anything about the people on these teams. But at the end of the day, scores are kept, records are held, champions will be crowned. So let's ask. Let's start with the simple one: Who wins the league? Jude, I'll let you start off with this one. That's so tough to guess, um, because I believe we have a good team, right? I believe yep. Drumline's going to have a good team, and I also believe that yep. Trumpets are going to have a decent team, right? They got guys. Exactly. So I yeah. cannot place who will be, you know, number one. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But but you kind of see it as a contest between those three teams is, is what I'm I doing. Do. I truly do. Okay. Okay. All right. Caleb, Caleb, what are you, what are you expecting this year in the final standings? You want to go now or you want to go? All right. Um, I mean, I think if we keep the same intensity in years prior, we'll it will win the league. Um, not I'm not going to win here because like you're asking me if my team's going to perform well. I'm not going to say they're not. Um, but uh, I'm more looking forward to this year, like those teams that you didn't mention, Jude, because like. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's a – people People don't think that they have a shot in it 
necessarily. And I mean, you're combining multiple sections together. So like they got people yeah. too. They could do something. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Um, I agree. And also maybe teasing for maybe one of your next podcasts, but there may be a sixth team show up eventually mm. this season. Mm. Well, People are saying, people are saying there, there, there's a rumored sixth team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, take the field. Well, there is definitely a sixth team formed. It's a matter of, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Brayden, Brayden, you want to give any, uh, give any prognostication here? Definitely. So um, I want to start off by saying um, non-biased. I do believe that the drum line will win the league. Um, mm. I think our offensive production will only go up this year, and our defensive production will be just as good, if not better, than last year. Um, no. It's not impossible for us to lose the league. It will take a lot of um, leaps from other teams to take that crown away from us. Um, mm. I am not projecting, but I am um, – expecting another undefeated season. However, time will tell. Um, if I were to put it in – let's say this. I think we're very much like the Los Angeles Rams of last year's NFL season. Ooh, okay. We're expected champions, um, and it's going to happen. Um, however, if there were a team that I would pick to be the Cincinnati Bengals of last year, team people wrote off at the beginning of the season that could easily come through and surprise everyone, that would be the Woodwind Mellow team. I think they okay. are dogs. I think they have a great offense. They were given the trumpets the biggest run for their money last year other than us. I think they could very easily be a top team by the end of this year. Um, however, short answer, uh, drumline by a Baker Doug. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Braden, for channeling your inner uh, Nick Saban there. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like it's a little unfair for me as host not to give my prognostication, but uh, I'm host, so I don't have to. Um, so thank you all very much for tuning in this week. We will be back at you next week after scrimmages, with a little rundown of what happened in those two games plus maybe a little bit of a preview from what we saw in the drumline open practice if we can get a reporter out there as always folks if your team wants to send anyone on to let the band play football please be sure to get in contact with us and until next time thank you for tuning in we'll talk to you soon